Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Yes You Can podcast. As you may or may not know, I'm Hannah and I am your host. I am a spin instructor who is really passionate about helping others become the best versions of themselves. I think that we are all capable of magical things and this podcast is one way that I aim to serve others by enlightening, by learning, by exploring. And today I am so excited to welcome Rochelle Taylor, who is a friend of mine and also the founder of a new project called the Any Academy. She is also the founder of the Prairie Collective and formerly Prairie Yogi Magazine. As an educator with the University of Winnipeg, she graduated alongside me in the creative communications program at Red River many moons ago. We're talking like a decade. And we actually met for the first time while serving together at a very popular restaurant in Winnipeg. I'm not going to name names. To give a little bit of a backstory on why I wanted to explore Enneagrams and bring Rochelle on to the podcast is because I feel like I've been on this journey for the last few years to really understand myself. And in the last year in particular, I think I've done a good amount of work that has revealed to me that I had more blind spots than I knew. I... uh, I think I I was sort of proud of myself for being this really self-aware person who has gone through a lot. And I was so used to saying the same story and telling the same story in the same way that I was overlooking areas that I might have been able to improve my own life or may have been responsible for certain things that, that happened and how I reacted to them. I think it's really important that once you do go through something and you do react in a certain way, you take time to sit with that and and really look at yourself honestly to understand why. And Enneagrams are one framework that I believe can help you do that. Rochelle's bio is about how she teaches curious humans how to apply the wisdom of the Enneagram to awaken to their highest potential, which is something I completely endorse and co-sign. <laughs> From her website, you'll find the most impactful wisdom and potent practices that she's encountered on her adventures in cultivating clarity, dreaming big, going for it, grieving hard, and building anew with purposeful intention. Rochelle holds space for aha moments, shifts for all sizes, and awesome awakening for thousands of curious humans over the last decade in her role as director of marketing and vision with a Prairie Collective, as I mentioned, an educator with the University of Winnipeg and a movement and meditation teacher at wellness studios, festivals, and retreats across Canada. Today, I am so excited to bring you a conversation between Rochelle and I, where we talk about our experiences in grief. Um, she speaks about two people very close to her that she lost, and and I was witness to that as we were friends at the time. She's very open about that experience and how her Enneagram type actually relates to how she, re- how she reacted and how she found growth between the two and the years in between. We talk about my type and I get very vulnerable with being honest about my greatest opportunities and my biggest challenges as an Enneagram 3 wing 2. And we talk about how if you're a curious human who wants to learn more, you can head to her website and actually enroll in something she just launched today on February 22nd, which is called Any Academy. I am so excited and overjoyed to welcome Rochelle Taylor to the Yes You Can podcast. Well, hi, Hannah. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. I, I, we've known each other for so many years and I'm not even going to get into that whole story because I feel like we could just chat about all the different intersections we've had and, and mm-hmm. jobs and school and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I've been watching what you've been doing over the last year. And so this transition in your career, which I'm going to ask you to talk about and new projects you have coming up. And I'm just so excited to have you here talking about them because I think what you do is really offer gifts to the world in your talents that are like rooted in helping people become the best versions of themselves. Mm. And that's kind of the foundation. What I try and do as a spin instructor, (laughs) some of the things I'm doing with this podcast, but in very different ways. So 
why don't you tell the listeners who you are if they don't know and sort of what you're up to these days? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, my name is Rochelle Taylor and um, I will start off by saying I'm an Enneagram 7 and um, and by the end of this episode, you'll have more of an idea of what that is. <laughs> but um, I'm an Enneagram 7 and, and in average levels of health, 7s tend to multi-career. And so that's been like my life. So I've always had like a zillion jobs and done a zillion different things. Um, and in the last decade, what I've been doing is mostly uh, working in wellness and trying to find my way um, as an in entrepreneurship within the wellness space. And then I've also been an educator. So on the side to like fuel my passion projects, um, I've been teaching. And um my passion project, of course, was Prairie, the Prairie Collective, which started as Prairie Yogi. So an events company that obviously had big plans for 2020 and some really, ex- really fun, big ideas for 2020 that obviously never happened and, um, and put me in the state of, of questioning and, and really intentionally deciding what to do next. And so, um, I am after a lot of reflection, um, and a lot of doing the work of, of my type, which is to really sit with myself and listen and be quiet and, um, figured that it's really, um, an integration of all of that. And that's the gift of the seven type is to integrate at the healthy level. Seven's like bring together all their experiences into a singular, more potent and impactful, you know, piece that resonates more because it's, you know, when you put more energy into one thing, um, it resonates more, right? You have more energy to give. And my whole life, I've kind of put a little bit of energy everywhere. So I'm intentionally um, streaming into uh, this new venture um, and sharing the Enneagram and educating others on how to do this work for their type because we don't all have the same path to healing and growth. We definitely don't. <laughs> we definitely don't. Although a lot of those things that you were saying, I was like, yep, yeah, that's me. Yep, yeah, that's me having a million different jobs. But for the listeners at home, um, I did a, Rochelle was kind enough to, she took me through a typing session for, to discover my own Enneagram and to discover at my highest level how I operate and what I am giving to the world and at my lowest state where there might be some obstacles where I'm getting in my way and really like rooted in some not nice stuff. And so I am a, let's just pop the champagne. I'm a, I'm a type three and we talked about it. You're a type three. (laughs) I'm a type three. I'm a type three Uh, with a wing two is sort of what we, we discovered. And I had thought it was, I had done like a typing session. So people who, who maybe have heard about Enneagrams before might've done a typing session, sort of like any other personality quiz or maybe love languages and had a curiosity about, about discovering a little bit more about their personality. Um, and, but Enneagram, I feel like really dialed it in for me and, and not in a way, but it just covered all the nice, amazing stuff that you like to hear about yourself. And especially as a, as a type three, I like to hear myself. We all like to hear nice things about ourselves, right? We 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 do. do. Yeah, we do. But it was, it was, it made me feel so seen in a wonderful way and also feel empowered to understand. I don't want to use the word triggers necessarily, but I think you get what I mean when I say like when I'm not in my greatest state where there's where, how I'm, how I'm getting in my own way, sort of how well, I put it and down. The realities of how you respond. And this, mm-hmm. is, this is the reality is that you have neural pathways in your brain and with repeated behavior. So when you continue to respond in that way, you strengthen those neural pathways, right? So you're like embedding your behavior into you with even more. And what having that language to wake up to, oh, like how I act in my shit on my shittiest moments, you know, is actually predictable and, and I can catch myself. I can catch myself and start to change those pathways, right. With new behaviors, like, and, and so, um, and it's, 
it is absolutely a personality typing system, but it's so much more because of its two-dimensional nature. So exactly. So there's one through nine, right? Just like, you know, your five love languages or whatever. Your, but what makes it um, especially true is its second level, which is low levels of health, average levels of health, high levels of health. So taking into account that, you know, a a three at their highest level and at their lowest level actually look very, very different, right? They they are completely different. So, and um, yeah, so it's that two-dimensional nature that really separates this system and, and why I think that it's such a potent tool to learn about yourself and, and especially how you step up, how you level up, how you, how do you get to those higher levels of self? What's accessible and available to you? Right. I, I, yeah, I absolutely love that. Um, your, your bio on your Instagram, which I have pulled up here is I teach curious humans how to apply the wisdom of the Enneagram to awaken their highest potential. And I think when you have uh, a system that helps you see your, how you operate and how you react and respond at your lowest self and your highest self, it gives you the tools to understand how to reach that potential. Cause if you don't understand those pathways and maybe reflexes that you normally have when responding to something in a, in a, in a way that's not reaching your highest potential, you're never going to move forward and you're never going to grow. And so maybe let's pause and go through the different types. Cause we said you're a seven, mm-hmm. we said I'm a three, we actually work really well together. And I don't mean Rochelle yeah. and Hannah, I mean like <laughs> sevens yeah, and threes generally. Yeah. <laughs> But for the people who don't know, um, maybe give us like the mm-hmm. briefest overview of, of the different types. And um, I'm going to, I'll give you um, an overview with an example that helps to really illustrate um, behavior versus motivation. And I think it's a really important conversation to have in the world of Instagram where, you know, there are a ton when memes become how people learn about the system and don't understand like, uh, its depth or, or even that the fact that, you know, we are predicting someone's behavior, re- like the system, it, it's really about your motivation, right? So, um, I like to use the example. So threes and other heart types, the heart types, threes, twos, and fours are the most image conscious. Of all the types, and this is what I feel like threes always get their back up and feel very, what? Um, uh, but, you know, being image conscious isn't a bad thing, right? It's caring about how others view you and it comes from the heart. It's a real heart emotion. But um, I, literally, I literally work in PR. Like this is like, <laughs> like public relations and imagery is, is what I... You're curators. Yeah, it's a natural thing for me to understand and do. So, sorry, go ahead. No, no that's okay. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> we are measure, measuring the motivation. So, my partner, when I was teaching him about the Enneagram, he would, whenever someone, like friends of ours or people we would know, would buy like a nice big new house, he would be like, oh, they must be a three. He would say, no, all types can buy a nice new house all types can buy a nice new house for nine different reasons. Okay. So type ones are motivated by being good and doing the right thing. They could buy the big house because they think it's the right thing to do. A twos are motivated by love. A twos could buy a house because they could think that they could host, you know, every, everyone that they know and have the best dinner parties and, you know, want to have the house that everyone hangs out at. Threes um, who are motivated by wanting to be worthy. Um, they could buy the nice house because they want others to think that they're successful, right? I I have the big house. That's what I believe to be success. Fours could buy, fours are motivated by the need to be unique and like be fully expressed and special, especially themselves. And uh, they could buy the new house because they want to customize every little thing and they get to make it like fully their own. The fives who's motivated by the need to know and the wanting to take care of themselves and preserve resources could buy the new house because they've done all the research and they know that it's the safest, soundest investment. The sixes who are motivated by... um, security and having support and guidance, they could buy the new house because they've done all the work and, you know, they think it's the safest investment or the safest place for their family or in the safest neighborhood or something to do with safety. 
The sevens um, who are motivated by the um, desire to be content and free could buy the new house because they want the experience. I want, sure, I've never bought a brand new house before. Let's try it. Eights who are um, motivated by, who are motivated by the need to be in control of themselves and others um, would want to buy the new house maybe because uh, they get to host their families. The eights tend to be the patriarchs, the matriarchs, the sort of leaders. Um, mm-hmm. So the, I always say like Jay Pritchett on Modern Family is just such like the <laughs> the eight, like everyone at my house. And, you know, yeah. Um, like uh, Tony Soprano. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then nines who are the peacekeepers, they're motivated by like keeping the peace and they are okay as long as everyone else is okay. And they could have the nice new, buy the nice new house because their partner told, said that they, they were going to, and they said, sure. <laughs> That's so interesting. I love that you use the same example for every single one or like, yep. Mm-hmm. As you went through them, because I feel like I, well, it I was really thinking about the difference, right? It does. And I was thinking ways about... to do, so, and then you can't just go and say like, Oh, this person's a this and this. No, like there, you are, there are nine different reasons to do most things. Well, the motivation I think is really, is really interesting. Um, and I was thinking about people that I knew, my partner, and I was like, "Oh, thank you, he's a five or a six. <laughs> like, well, well, after after we chatted, after we chatted, and I asked you, and he was like, "Never." And and just the way you responded, and the little bit I know about him, I thought, "Man, that's where I was leaning to," as well. <laughs> so funny! It's so funny, and I I I will get him and probably some other people that I know and love to to do this self-typing session that there there are out there because I'm so curious because what some what I found really interesting was was I, I feel like I know a lot of threes and sevens. Again, mm-hmm. I don't know why that is. And well, I I want to know more of other people. I don't know if they're as, as maybe outgoing as we are. <laughs> That's why I don't know them. Well, and I think in the in the threes and sevens um tend to both be drawn to experiences. And, um, yeah, and I know, and, but I also think that at first you might be assuming that people are threes and sevens because you think that they're like you and then having, you know, real conversations and, and getting to the why you start to realize. And like, so, um, at, one of the most potent pieces, there's so many, um, of the Enneagram is this, um, where do you, you actually act like another type who tends to not always feel like your own. It almost feels like a counter type, but you act like another type to evolve, to move up on that scale of level of health. And, um, mm-hmm. at seven, I integrate to five. So I act like a healthy five. Okay. So that's like the, the inward, the quiet, the learning, the knowledge. And I, in like my twenties and I was learning about the system. Like I was always like, Oh, that's the worst. I, I don't even know any fives. Like there's no fives in my life. Like I was, you know, everyone in my life are sevens and three, like that's what I, yeah. um, and then it's so it's interesting. And now, and even coming back to the system as I did more seriously, sort of maybe five years ago. Um, and again, was like, Oh, I don't know any fives and data. Uh, and then I realized that my two favorite local instructors, like who I, I'm like a dedicated student of are both fives. Oh, wow. Like, Isn't that interesting that I was pulled, I was pulled to these people who act, who by nature are healing for me. And what hmm. I loved about them was like, was their depth. And that's as a seven who tends to be pretty surface level, right? Okay. I'm just going to wave quite lightly in a lot of things and I'm not going to go too deep and everything's fine. It's so like they both had this depth that I was really drawn to um, mm-hmm. instinctively and intuitively. Um, so I think, yeah, so you might make some assumptions, but then, yeah, have conversations with people and realize, oh, and even one of my very good friends and we've been friends for a long time, I could never figure her out. Um, well, and not until recently, until we started having those real conversations, I would have assumed she was another type, right? So it's, you can't type anyone else. And that's the thing. And when you talk about self-typing, yeah, you've got to find out your own type and, and figure out what rings true for you. 
And if you are looking for a place to start doing that, I've created a beautiful self-typing guide and you can get that on my website. Um, and, uh, and that is a, it just to start to learn a little bit more about all nine and one or two or maybe three will start to, you know, um, <laughs> make you feel maybe a little bit uncomfortable when you see those, those lower levels of, of behavior that you recognize. Um, yeah. But I think that's a good thing though, because I feel like, I mean, and depending on where you're at with, with developing your self-awareness, depending, depending where you're at with maybe even going to therapy, which is something I advocate for so that people can, for me, I, what I like about it is that I, my blind spots are a bit revealed and I have a safe place where I don't have to worry about appearing perfect to somebody else. And we have very good discussions and she's, she cares for me. So she's like in the way that she's professionally supposed to do. And so I feel like I am, I am unlocking this door to something, to a new place, new level of potential, new, whatever, where I can be a better person. And that is something I am motivated by. And I feel like unstuck. I feel unstuck is the word. So these things that you were talking about in terms of reflexes and when we're in a lower state, we all have these things that we do when we know we're not great. We maybe overindulge in, in some activity or we're, um, I, <laughs> Well, we trees everything. Yes, we feed our vices, and I have manipulated manipulative written down here, and <laughs> as as something that we talked about in in the session, but also like charming and enchantress. So this, like, you know, on both ends, it can be a great thing. But maybe um, when I'm not at my highest level, I'm I'm the opposite, or I mean, like, have uh, motives behind it. So I feel like it's for anybody who's interested there might be uncomfortable parts, but that's, that's a good thing. That's part of growth. Like if you're always going around with blinders on, you're not gonna, (laughs) you're not going to be that great of a person in the end, in terms of like, you're going to repeat some behaviors that are likely not healthy for you. Um, and I think people who are listening to the podcast are interested in growth and are just interested in curiosity. I wanted to ask you about how this can relate to relationships. We like alluded to me sort of sneakily (laughs) and not a manipulative way, but asking my, my partner to do this. Cause I find our interactions very, I've never, I've never really spoken about it on this podcast, but I've never been in a relationship like this with this type of a person. I feel like I learn new things about him all the time. And I'm so intrigued by how his mind works and so different than anybody I've ever been with. And I really, I really love that. But you are an expert on this. How have you, like, can you talk about how you've integrated in your relationships with people you've worked with or, mm-hmm. or your partner or whoever? Yeah. And, um, it's an absolute game changer in terms of, of relationships and how you can interact with others. Um, and it's interesting because I'm realizing more and more that I'm very fascinated by heart people like by the twos, threes, and fours, because I'm uh, really working to strengthen that heart space. And, and um, yeah, and each, there are type dynamics, right? Like there are dynamics between sevens and threes and between ones and sevens and between, you know, all the, all the numbers have um, um, certain ways that they interact again in their healthy average and low levels. Um, but all types can are capable of relationship with each other, right? And in my life, yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been understanding um, how to show up better because some people, you know, and I'll give an example. So I had a friend who is a two, who's a heart person, um, going through a really hard time. And me and my other friend who are both sevens, um, were like, Oh, like, let's go on a trip. Let's go to like a yoga festival and do all this stuff and go to boat parties and like, just like whatever, you know, um, what we would have wanted the distraction, but that's not what she wanted. Like that she, she did not have nearly as much fun on that trip as we did. Oh, you went on the trip. Oh, we went. Oh, yeah. We, and we, we, and we took her on the trip. Like we, we, we went on the trip. Yeah. This was like 2019 summer, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but but do you know, and then reflecting on and revisiting that and being like, actually like 
sure it was an expensive thing that we did, but we didn't do it for her. You mm. know, do you know? And so it's like, how can I actually focus my efforts for people that I love in a way that they want to be and feel um, mm-hmm. clean and appreciated, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And in work, it's been interesting because I'm self-employed. So I'm, I, it's, I don't have a ton of, but it's interesting because most of the people who I do work with professionally, um, I've obviously didn't hire based on their Enneagram type, but have a, like have hired certain people in certain roles that makes a lot of sense. You know, it's like, of, of course, um, of course the ones are, the details are in charge of all the details of all the events. Of course I have ones in that position, you know, and people would like come up to me at Prairie festivals and be like, everything's so well organized and on point. And I'm like, like I am, (laughs) I am so scattered and not detail oriented, but I had two ones at that front desk. So it was like, everything was very, so it was like interesting that in innately I've pulled, I pulled, um, the strengths of others, you know, mm-hmm. you um, make up for my nature's weaknesses. Yeah. Well, and compliment. I was just listening to a podcast today uh, with Jenna Kutcher, who I talk, I've talked about before, and she's in Enneagram 3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and she had a, a, a CEO who had done this amazing, like had this amazing career. And they were talking about hiring people who know more and who have skills that are complementary to your own as being a key to success. And so whether you're an entrepreneur and you are running a specific event or you are in a hiring position as I am, and I have, I do interviews with people and I'm so curious because I know my, I'm also, I can be detailed, but I'm often off like out, up here, like, like I'm raising my hand so people can't see me, but I'm, I'm often like thinking about long-term I'm overseeing and I'm not down in the details. And if I were to be expected to be down in the details, I feel like my soul would be like <laughs> sucked out from me. I just couldn't do that work. And I've been in that work before. And so for people who are looking at what kind of career they want, even for themselves, not even thinking about adding to their team, I think it'd be really interesting to to look at your Enneagram and, and see, mm. see who you are and like what, where you'd be best and, suited to and how you want to feel. And so the Enne Academy is a digital school of self-awareness that is launching with, um, three core courses. Um, or I guess by, by the time this podcast episode is on, it'll be launched. Yeah. Um, so which is live with, with three core courses and then new courses are going to be added to the library every month. And so um, the Enneagram at Work is already written. That'll be the first course that comes out next. Um, So in March and uh, really that one explores the your strengths within a work setting. And um, but it's also like realizing and and I'd love to share um, a story of of growth and that sort of integrates all of of these things um, in terms of that waking up. And so it's the Enneagram, your Enneagram type is usually most like strong in your early twenties because it's kind of the first time of your life that like you have control of like, you know, you make your own decisions yeah, and you also haven't done enough of your, learned enough of your lessons to like, mm-hmm. you know, to do some, so you're, it's like you're, you're most your type. Okay. Right. You're trying, you haven't retrained your neural pathways. <laughs> you have, you haven't, st- most of us haven't started that work of awakening. Um, yeah. some of course have been there, but like most of us are, 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 you know, are operate learning all the spectrum of our type. Let's mm-hmm. just say that. Um, so in my twenties, my twenties were, um, bookended with really tragic loss and uh, at 22 and 29. And so at 22, um, when I lost my dad, I like was like the 70th seven, you know, I took every penny of my inheritance and spent it on tickets and travel and experiences and sunshine and running away as fast and as far from my problems as possible. Okay. And that was like, and really did that for about five years. And within these spaces, 
ate too much, drank too much, drugged too much, everything too much, just like mm-hmm. excess. Consume, 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 which is 70. In sevens, um, we are, our driving emotion is gluttony. It's this like need to fill, need to fill a void. And so with experiences and planning and fun and, and so totally, you know, the most my type, okay. The, the response in stress and, um, in, in a, and, and, but that experience did teach me, um, so much, um, and, and living in, in a different country in the world and, and traveling so much, um, and interacting with so many different people, um, yeah, there was a lot of learning and growth. Um, and then at the end of my twenties, um, when I lost my little brother, I felt that same pull to like go as fast, go as far away as fast as possible. Right. And like mm-hmm. for the first time took my time. Um, and I actually spent some time with my aunt who is another Enneagram seven and she lives in Quebec. Um, I say another cause my auntie Linda introduced me to the Enneagram a long, long time ago, but this, my mm-hmm. auntie Jocelyn, she is also a seven and she's like a grounded in with the seven, they call it the sober seven. And so, and I spent like three weeks with her at her, she has like this beautiful house on the Ottawa river and it was in the winter and they both worked all day. So it was like my, I was just like a alone a lot. Um, and I started to revisit the Enneagram and her and I would talk about, you know, our sevenness and she had been, and she, you know, I really admired her and her life and, and sort of where she had come because I could see that was like within my spectrum of potential, you know, I'm like, yeah, like that was the kind of life that I would want to live. Um, and then diving deeper and, um, deciding not to, to, you know, go far away and instead root down and, and, um, commit, um, in partnership and, and in entrepreneurship and in like Mm -hmm. big rooted decisions that limit my possibilities. And seven's biggest fear, death for a seven is like not having an open freedom and open freedom to do what, to have possibilities. So, Mm -hmm. um, but choosing, you know, consciously choosing to go, okay. And, and, you know, I had the, the ability and the invitation, um, you know, to, to travel and to go far away and, um, and, and yeah, so it's like, okay, I can, I can take the same, I can do my default, but I know that that's my default response. I, I know that that doesn't really get me to where I want to be. It's just yeah. Involved. So before I hop on that flight halfway around the world, like I'm going to think about it and, mm-hmm. and and consider what's actually best for me. That's such a, I mean, such a powerful story. Obviously, I knew elements of it having known you for the last decade, um, and it's really it's interesting to me when you're talking about your early twenties as being, you know, when you're at your, uh, the most like potent version of your, well, just sort of like the most stereotypical, let's call it that. Stere- the most stereotypical, sure. like, yeah. Yeah. And I definitely feel that way, um, about myself. And like, I didn't really, I don't really like myself, you know, 20 to, um, 26 really. And I've, I've been open about that. I feel like I, a uh, big shift in, in, losing somebody too was, was also having a, when you're, when you have that kind of loss and sadness and sorrow and all the things you've also experienced, it's like you, you just have this reflexive sort of like desire to run or to retreat or to uh, like, and that's, that's the difference between the se- the seven and the three. The mm. seven runs, the three retreats. Mm. Really? That's yeah. so int- I did I wasn't saying that because I knew that. Yeah, <laughs> but but that's the that's the difference. The seven runs into the future and the threes like um retreat, retreat into themselves and, and they can do they feel they can do that, you know, unplugged, right? That's why we're both yeah. drawn to holidays and trips and, and those yes. sorts of things. Um yes. but they're for different reasons. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's when I started doing little trips and travel and, you know, being um, gluttonous in my own way with different things and money and that sort of thing too. I, I really appreciate, I think the, you know, the first time you went through this, you you obviously learned a lot and I met you when we were both yeah, working at a restaurant in the that. right in the midst right of it. But I also feel like you were, from my, from my perspective, at least you were super worldly, super experienced. I feel like you're super confident, knew yourself. And I was just like, I'm a little intimidated by Michelle Taylor. <laughs> and then we went into school together and got to know each other. We're working alongside each other in group projects. And, and I think you, you get to understand how each other work and, and get to know each other a little bit more on that. But I, I feel like it, it's it provides hope to other people mm. who might be listening to this and being like, Oh man, and they might be in it. They might be in it right now. Like mm-hmm. having a, a year of, I mean, loss of freedom, not being able to travel for you. Well, I imagine this would have been a really hard time. It's, and one losing my, my business and, and uh, yeah, it's, it's been, um, it has, and, and not having childcare and being, I, I've said it's the 2020 has been a lot of accepting parenthood as well, because, you know, I think, um, my partner and I are both self-employed. Like, I don't think I would be living in a polar vortex, um, if it were just us. Um, but, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. So, but I have come to believe, um, and hold within my heart that the universe is always conspiring in my favor. So Mm -hmm. if I am stuck in Winnipeg in minus a zillion, not able to go out and do anything and like, there is some, there is a reason, there is a reason Mm -hmm. I'm here in this moment and there's something I can learn from this moment. And, um, and for me, looking to the Enneagram and having that insight has been has helped me do the work really of mm-hmm. and, and meditation and breath work. And so that's a piece of the Any Academy and sort of this next chapter as well. So the Any Academy is uh, the courses, um, but information without awareness does not equal transformation. You know, mm-hmm. information needs application. And so for this work, which is really spiritual work. The Enneagram is a tool designed for spiritual transformation. Like, so if, if you're not ready to do this work, like that's okay. You don't have to be right. Um, but if you're ready to learn about yourself and start to consider the idea of changing, right. And, and outgrowing your patterns and outgrowing your habits, outgrowing your default responses, Mm-hmm. Um, it offers such profound insight. And like I said, like, so the seven, um, my path to integration is like that introverted, quiet, consuming of information. So the pandemic is actually the, 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 the most ideal circumstances for me to do that. And, yeah. um, to not, yeah. like, I was in crazy. Like I, my daughter, um, the pandemic hit when she was, I don't know, 18 months old, maybe. And, um, she had been on 11 trips. We'd been on 11 trips with her. (laughs) And it was just like, because I, I haven't been on 11 trips. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have. Yeah. To four countries. She's like, like, and the, in 2020, on top of having like the biggest incarnations of my business, the biggest festivals that we had planned. I also had like three major trips planned. Like, Mm. so, um, (laughs) it's just, uh, I'm re I realize now that I can't do good work if every six weeks it's like this massive distraction of energy to pack up your whole life and pack up your kid and all the things you need to go like, um, Hmm. You know, and it was really, yeah. it was really just distracting myself. And on a lot of those trips, I, I tell myself that I would work on them and that like, it's, it was just not, it wasn't the right thing. And right now I'm actually using this time and space to go deeply into something and share something, um, 
yeah, with that depth and taking my time. I've never been good at taking my time. I, I like um, sevens are future thinking and fast, fast, mm-hmm. right? Like I like things done fast. So it's just been a huge practice um, of putting this this wisdom into into practice and um, and seeing what comes up. And I've also di- dived into that meditation and breathwork piece um, that has really been transformative as well. And right now I'm doing um, another meditation and breathwork training and doing, yeah, just a lot of learning and, um, and it's been, that feels like rest. That does feel like rest for me. I think that's beautiful. I meditation is something that I sort of rage against sometimes. I I joke it's because of of being a spin instructor and and DJ and stuff. Like I like I I and um somebody who like like stimulation. I feel sometimes more comfort in putting in like like song like in my ears so that I can relax. But at the same time, I know that it's, I think I did, um, Ali Maz's class that I think she probably makes everybody cry, but I, I just in the stillness, holy. And she's also talking about inner mother. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot of things associated with that for me, but I was just, so it was the silence brought up a lot for me. And I'm sure um, some of that's related to who I am. Actually, threes heal, threes heal in solitude, two, threes and fours Mm. heal in solitude, which is not easy for them. It's, it's not, but I also, I mean, I feel a little bit naughty saying this and I, I empathize with everybody. I mean, I'm a single person. Like I live in my own home. I, I know that I need some, some solitude Mm -hmm. just to recharge. And I, I feel a sigh of relief sometimes when I'm by myself, (laughs) it's just, and I'm by myself probably more than the average person because I feel, I don't know, I can recharge. I've never been able to articulate that. And that, and for everybody listening about who's thinking, you know, should I be looking into my Enneagram? It's reassuring when you have somebody like Rochelle tell you, Oh, it's, it's, there is a reason for that. And that that makes sense for you because of your type. It's helps you feel like they're like when you were speaking about the universe conspiring in your favor, that they're, that you're not alone mm-hmm. and you're not the only person who might have these weird tendencies and, you know, these potentially hard things to say out loud because you're supposed to be grateful for family and grateful for friends. And, and I enjoy being by myself sometimes. Like well, I do, I just do the language to, to say it. Yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. it's so this, so, and that's, so the piece of the any Academy is, um, mindfulness and awareness practices that, um, allow you to cultivate awareness and design for your type. Um, so that's so cool. Ways that that's so cool. You, um, yeah. So, and that's really exciting for me and, and breath work actually has been really transformative in my life. And Allie has introduced me to it on, on her new, um, platform that she's working with on open, which is a really wonderful space. Um, and yeah, and this breath work has been, really transformative, um, for me as well. So I'm really excited again. It's like this melding of all these things coming together uh, within, mm-hmm. within that space. But yeah, learning because meditation gives you, you practice making space between your thoughts and your reactions, your behavior. So then when you go off into your life, well, now the goal is to try to make space between that driving motivation Mm-hmm. and your response mm-hmm. right? and the way you act to then consider, Oh, is this just my default response? Is this just my, my triggered, you know, mm-hmm. reaction or is this unintentional response? Right. Yeah. To make that space between that instinctual motivation driving you and your action takes practice. We don't, yeah. we, we don't, um, uh, we don't, uh, in a training I just did, they were talking about, um, how biologically, you know, we're not programmed to rest. 
because mm-hmm. when we were animals, like resting was very, um, could get you killed, right? It was paralyzed. Yeah, vulnerable. We didn't, we, yeah. Weren't, we, we weren't, we didn't, haven't practiced rest, but now we live in like worlds where rest is not only necessary, but fully possible and available to you always, mm-hmm. right? And like, um, you c- to be able to find that restful state. So, and of re- to receive, to start to receive those, you know, mm-hmm. clear visions, heartfelt ideas, gut feels. Yeah. I love that. There's, I, I want to ask you a few more questions about the Enya Academy for anybody who's interested, because this will be launching like right at the same time that that that's launched to the world. Um, I wanted to refer to your curious human podcast because you just said gut feel and an episode I think that just had, I, I almost listened to it twice. I think I might've was, uh, you were speaking about intuition I think, and, and like, and you were feeling like what feels like a no and what feels like a yes mm-hmm. in your body. And if there's a tool out there that can help you trust your yeses and your nos, but also understand maybe where, what motivates you and to where you're navigating from. Yeah. Then, then why not? <laughs> why not explore that? Um, because that, that was a big shift for you in your business. And I think people can, I'll just link it to the show notes so that people can listen to it and, and move into that. But there's times where I have opportunities come my way and I am a, you know, yes person usually, and really excited to be recognized for things. And I want to say yes to opportunities. And I know like, is this because I want to be seen doing this and be validated or do I really want to do it? And I've tried to make that shift this year into sort of actively cut things out and be okay, like visualizing the thing happening without me in it mm-hmm. and being, I mean, like, but you don't really want to do it anyway. But it's, have it. So but just it's like, don't do it. I was listening to, um, uh, on a podcast the other day and, and it was about, um, Enneagram types and money. And, uh, with, so they came up with questions like for each of the types when they're about to spend money. And, and for the threes, it was, if I couldn't show this to anyone or post this anywhere, would I buy it? And the question for the sevens is if, would I buy this tomorrow? Because we, we can be quite impulsive and too quick, too quick to think. Right. So it's like, am I I'm just doing this? Cause I want this right now. Or am I just, you know, will I want this tomorrow for the three? It's yeah. Yeah. And I, I, we spoke about that um, a bit in our session and I was like, you know, buying things doesn't really resonate with me as like a show off person. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. Like I, I think I'm very visual in a lot of ways, but for me, it's the doing of things and being in an activity and like posting about maybe being a part of it or posting about giving back in a certain way. I have to really like, I love I love doing charitable projects as I work in the charitable sector. And so at my highest, I am leaning into collaboration and leaning into doing things for other people. But if I can't post about it, if nobody knows about it, like that's, that's the harder question for me, you know, like, cause I, I frankly, I, I, I don't know, but the impulse thing is also true for me. And I, I know you mentioned in the session that you can have all types or you can be like all types, but you're more like certain types. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And like you, we call it your dominant type. And mm. um, you also have a unique relationship with four other types. Um, mm. so that type that you act like when you grow, the t- a type you act like when you're in stress, um, and then you have your wings. So whatever type on either side of your number. So adjacent to your number. So as a three, that would be four and two, um, whatever wings you have or whatever numbers those are, you can access their behaviors. Um, and it's kind of like, like they're your neighbors. They're, 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 you're more like them, you know, they're more, Mm -hmm. the types on either side of you, you're probably feel in closer relationship to. And, and for me, um, I, you know, resonate really strongly with my eight wing. And so I'm a seven with an eight wing. Um, and sometimes I would think that I even come off as an eight and that is very, um, 
true, especially as you grow older, they say that, you know, sometimes you actually look more like one of your wings because that's like your mm-hmm. behavior in out there. Yeah. Um, whereas like, yeah, uh, that core motivation we really see more in the early, early twenties, but, um, yeah. So, and I really, that eight, like that bold, um, brashness, um, willing to speak and say, and, and that big, um, intimidating energy. Right. Um, but and this last, you know, all well, my whole life, but you know, this last handful of years, um, on this journey of, of accepting and honoring who I am and as I am, uh, it's been understanding that that's a piece of me, right? Like that, mm-hmm. eight, that eight wing also gives me a lot of my leadership qualities and like boldness to, um, to be the boss, right. Mm -hmm. Um, and to put things together. So you have access to the good and the bad qualities of the side Mm -hmm. because, because nothing is all good. There's nothing that's, so, um, but it's coming to terms with, but that's a piece of my nature and there are like really great things about it. And there are things that are hard about it. And that's true of all types, all, you know, it's, and we all have the, it doesn't look the same. It doesn't have the same flavor based, like, you know, Mm -hmm. but they all suck. Like all the types at their worst are all you know, not great. No, well, at the worst, are very, you know, um, unwell, sick, really. You yeah. Know, like, um, um, yeah. So, and at their highest, are all amazing. It's yeah, just, I love that because I feel like people might want to be like another type. And you mentioned to mm-hmm. me, you know, sometimes three, you know, a lot of threes, you've worked with a lot of threes and they're like, Oh, I don't want to be a three. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm a three. It's fine. I I did resonate with the, with the two, because I thought initially I was a two wing three. And one thing you said to me in our typing session was that we could be influenced by our parents. And I definitely know my mom was a two like through and through and my shift in being a less kind of shitty person midway through my twenties. I, I call myself that. I don't know that other people would, but I, I felt like I had a calling to be, to honor her. And I almost, I feel like I absorbed some of the things that she, I was I was taking in my whole youth, but I wanted to honor her by putting those qualities out into the world. And that was more of the giving side. And the things I've done since then have been, I always say locally that they're because of her, they're in her honor. I thought that was really interesting. Well, it's an interesting dynamic that you have as a three with a two mom. And, and, and um, so within each type has a childhood pattern. So it doesn't mean that that's like you know, makes you your type. Um, it just helps you cultivate your inner narrative that helps you, su- that you create your now coping mechanisms through life. And so the three, um, typically the childhood pattern is a deep com- connection to the mother, like a deep bond and connection to the mother and a willingness to seek appro- like approval that the, they'll shift into whatever they think the mother is, is deems worthy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that you like to take on those, you know, those qualities of who do I want, who does my mother want me to be? Right. Mm. Helpful. So I'm going to be yeah. helpful. I'm going to help all the people, um, which is, yeah. you know, being helpful is a good thing. We should all like integrate that to mm-hmm. helpful altruism that that is there. Um, but your work as a three is actually to figure out who you are and express mm. that. Right. Oh my gosh. I love this. <laughs> who do you want to be? Like, and, and so it's, um, yeah. And uh, my father is an eight also. So that's my wing too. So it's like ultra embedded in me because mm-hmm. I saw that in, in him. And, and so, but it basically like whatever type your parent is just helps. There's something about it that will, you'll internalize in your own way based on your type. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I I find this so fascinating, and I like cannot say enough how I how I felt this exact same way, and like like buzzed up after it's after our, our our session together, and 
I feel that way sometimes when I have really great therapy sessions too. I honestly feel like this is therapy for me. So thank you. I hope I'm glad it's helpful and, and um, yeah, and may help you to be more awake because really, you know, if we all wake up, um, we can have a chance at kind of healing the collective place that we're in. I, it's the awakening is something I wrote down. And, and I think that that's sort of this journey that we're on, right? Like we will never, in my opinion, achieve perfection. I just was, I was having a reckoning with myself recently about that and being like, why are you trying to make things perfect all the time for everyone and for everything and control? But if we can be more awake, I'm not going to say woke, but awake (laughs) to ourselves and to this journey that we're on through breath work and, and meditation and understanding our personalities and why we are the way we are and how we can navigate through them. I mean, the world, I just feel it would be a better place if everybody knew they were an Enneagram type. Well, and, and was ready to do the work. Really, really, right. The Enneagram provides the structure that you can mm-hmm. start doing the work of, of waking up to your own tendencies that aren't fully serving you, you know, when you're on operating on autopilot and, you know, letting your type take over, you know, your, your type operating on all types operating on autopilot is not good, right? We're not, it's, um, waking up to why do I want to do this? Why am I about to do this? Is this actually Mm -hmm. serving me what I want? Can I choose something different? Am I just doing this? Cause this is what I've done 10,000 times before. Um, yeah. um, that, that waking up and yeah, I know you don't want to say woke and don't want to be like, but, but yeah, it is, it's, it's living awake. I love that. So tell us like how people can work with you mm-hmm. because I've spoken about this typing session. I want everybody to like go out there and, and try and book it if it's not something they can do, but if it's something they yeah, can they, do or if Academy is the best way to get in touch totally. with you. Um, and it depends on where you're coming into this. So if you have no idea of your type or have like taken a test or read through and you're like, mm, I'm kind of between a few types or you're, <laughs> you just don't want to put in a ton of effort and you want to have someone else help come to that, um, to that distinction with more clarity and more confidence. Um, that is a great place to start and you can book, um, typing sessions with me on my website. It's rochelle-taylor.com. Um, and it, uh, and typing sessions are, $20 off till the end of February. So with code Feb 2021, um, you'll save $20 off a typing session and a typing session will also get you a, f- a one week to check out the Any Academy. So you have one week to poke around, to do some of the meditations, to look at the courses and see if it's for you. Um, and then the Any Academy, if you already know your type and you're looking to, you know, integrate what you know um, and dive a little bit deeper, expand your knowledge of your type into, you know, your relationships and into work and, and starting to look at, to dive deeper into the system, which really the first step starts to take you into like your inner compass and the inner compass course is a part of um, the opening set of courses. So yeah, if you're looking to apply the wisdom of the Enneagram, um, yeah, the Any Academy is the place to start. If you are a newbie and you're just kind of getting your feet wet and you're not kind of sure, um, yeah, then we'd start with the typing session. And to be honest, like sometimes people might think that they're a type for two years, you know, and then they really start to research other types more. And, and they, so if you're, if you're at that place too, you might, um, if you're just questioning your type, the typing session might be for you. So, uh, yeah, that is a great place to work with me and follow me on Instagram. It's Rochelle Taylor. There's two underscores between my first and last name. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'll share lots of great content that, uh, hopefully inspires you and resonates in impactful ways so that you are inspired to do the work of waking up to your highest potential because we're all going to be better off the more of us are showing up as our highest selves. 
That's so beautiful. And she does, she does share amazing content. I can, I, I co-sign this message wholeheartedly. Um, she just, and just for timing's sake, she literally just launched a, or just had some content, some graphics that talked about love languages and Enneagram. So anybody who knows what their love languages are and is curious about their Enneagram, take, download her free self-typing guide that's in her, um, her profile bio. And there is a link to a typing test as well that you can link, uh, you can use in conjunction with that. And then her content will just speak to you on a whole other level. So I, I just thank you so much again for sharing your gift with me and with all the listeners. I, I'm so excited for this Academy, which is what I said when you first told me about it, I'm just going to be here cheering you on and will likely be in the course myself because I'm ready for the work. I'm ready for the work. Yeah. And threes are the greatest cheerleaders, the motivators. I think it's so funny that, uh, as spin instructors, you know, you're called the motivators. I'm like, well, then maybe maybe they're all threes because they would all feel like, like, you know, of course, of course not. But, uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was a blast, uh, chatting with you and for everyone everyone listening. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been my pleasure to share with you and um, hopefully inspired you to learn a little bit more about yourself. That's so good. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye.